I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's May 14, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn, episode 35. In this episode, I'll be talking about if it would be a good idea to stop eating at night, and how you can stay fit during the pandemic if you're currently in quarantine. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Another week of being home for me. The lockdown continues in Ontario, Canada, although there were some days this week where the COVID infection rate actually went down to early April numbers. And if you're listening to this on the day that it's released, on the Friday, then that means that I got my first vaccine shot this morning, actually. So hopefully the more adults that get vaccinated, the quicker they'll open things up and finally get back to normal. And possible reopening of outdoor activities... I mean, I thought that was coming soon, but they extended the lockdown until at least early June. I forget the exact date. I mean, I'm not ready to do much physical activity since I'm still recovering from my shoulder injury, but I'm definitely going to try to reach a basketball court when I can and play a little bit. And I've actually been practicing dribbling in my backyard this past week. So I've been doing that, and if I start to be able to move my arm a little bit more, Hopefully I can get back to the driving range this summer too, which would be nice. And putting my tennis racket to some use this summer would would be a good idea too. Obviously I'm hoping the gyms open up soon, but we're probably at least still uh, maybe six weeks away, which is sad to say. And I'm not optimistic about that opening time, uh, opening anytime soon. And that's why this week I got myself back into the groove again. It's been nearly four weeks since my shoulder dislocation, so I've been doing some work to get better in that area. Strengthening the shoulder and shoulder girdle and stuff like that. So this week was pretty good in terms of progress for my shoulder. I know now that I can do pull-ups again without much pain, but things like push-ups are possible. possible, but a little bit iffy right now and there's a little sting in my shoulder I feel something in there so I don't want to push myself too hard shoulder press movements though are actually really difficult so I'm not doing them right now but I can do shoulder anterior raises so shoulder raises to the front I can do that doesn't seem to bother my shoulder too much right now which is good but something like bicep curls are actually difficult with a light weight right now So I was doing those banded with some 10 or 20 pound bands that I have. And yeah, I was actually feeling some strain in my shoulder and bicep area as I would like lift or curl the weight up. It's nothing too crazy, but it obviously doesn't feel as smooth as my right side. So it's clear that there's still some way to go before I'm anywhere near normal. 
Besides that, though, I was able to go for walks pretty much every day this week. Oh, I had to replace my car battery again. I already did it this past summer, but my car didn't move all winter in the garage, so it wouldn't start up without those mobile jumper cables that I mentioned last week. So when I went to start up the car again the next time, I realized that the battery was dead again. And that happened about three times in a row this week, so I figured the fix would be uh, just replacing the car battery. And I was right. But that wasn't until after I drove to Costco to return my old batteries and get a new one. And then they tell me they're currently not selling batteries because of the lockdown. And it's not essential or something like that. So even Costco has these new rules up here now. The aisles were basically blocked off except for food and other health products. So I couldn't get my car battery from Costco, so I decided to hit up Canadian Tire instead, which is doing curbside pickup right now. And bruh, I was waiting in that lot in my parking space forever. They had me on hold for so long, I think it was like 15 or 20 minutes at the time. So I got bored, I opened up the email and there was actually a way to check in through the, uh, through the web, so online. And luckily I opened that email because, I mean it was still slow, but it was faster than being on, uh, on hold for so long. So I got the battery in the car and now hopefully all the problems have been solved. And the highlight of my week was that I ended up winning basketball fantasy. Let's go! I moved my way up the standings to first before the end of the regular season and ended up taking the championship this weekend. So at least it's good to see that all my we, uh, all my hours I spent in that Yahoo Fantasy app actually paid off. I think I woke up multiple times at like 3am the past few months just to pick someone off of the waiver wire. Yeah, I was a bit obsessed. So at least my hockey team was avenged in a way. Speaking about hockey, Chicago was the latest team in the NHL to have fans in their stands this week. They did end up winning that game too, which is good, but no playoffs this year for the boys. I think there were almost 4,000 fans in that game, so it's good to see that they actually pulled through and won that game. And there was another rookie on the team, I don't remember his name now, with his first career NHL goal, and that's always nice to see. I think the Blackhawks had like seven or eight rookies this year to score their first career NHL goal this is uh, this year, which is crazy. Clearly, we got a young team, but I don't really know who they're planning to build the team around whenever uh, Patrick Kane and Taves decide to retire or maybe even leave. And the Leafs clinch the number one spot. I'm excited to see how they do in the playoffs. Austin Matthews has been lighting it up this year, so... We'll see if he can continue to do that in uh, to do to do that in the playoffs when they start playing American teams. The playoffs are usually when the Leafs start to choke, so we'll see uh, how they do this year. Since some people have been hyping them up for doing so well in the regular season, and I think the NHL playoffs actually start this Saturday, so I'm looking forward to watching some of that. And I don't know when the Leafs play, but I think they're playing Montreal. So that should be an exciting series. And actually, getting back to basketball, uh, Russell Westbrook broke a 47-year-old record. He's now the leader with the most triple-doubles in history. Uh, He passed the record this week, which was 181 by Oscar Robertson. 
So that means he had his 182nd triple-double this week. Man, that guy just hustles out there. And I don't really care that a bunch of people say that he gets easy rebounds or just pads the stats. I mean, it's pretty clear that he works hard out there and it shows. News-wise, I didn't see anything. I've been watching Parks and Rec a lot lately, and it's funny, but it's not the office-level quality in my opinion, even though the creators were the same. And actually, when I was browsing Netflix again, I just noticed that John Wick 1 and 2 were on there. I don't know if I'm late to the party on those being there, I feel like I might have seen John Wick 1 on Netflix before, but I don't think 2 was on there yet, so it's good to see, and... I love the John Wick series, so I watched those again this week. Another show for Disney Plus, Ms. Marvel, uh, completed production in Thailand this week somehow. They had to jump through a bunch of hoops to film that one, apparently with uh, COVID hitting a third wave over there. I don't know how they did it. And we know this one is coming late this year, so I'll be checking that one out too, even though I still need to catch up on that Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Some gaming news happened this week too, actually. EA just pre-announced that an official announcement for Battle, uh, Battlefield 6 will be coming next month in June. So I guess we'll see and hear more about that then. There's also news that Prince of Persia will be getting a remake, and it'll actually be released before April of next year. I never personally played Prince of Persia, but that was a pretty big game back in the day. There was actually a laughable, you should. You guys need to Google this trailer, it's an old Prince of Persia remake trailer, because I think it was actually supposed to be released early this year actually, but everyone was making fun of the gameplay trailer because the graphics were actually trash. It looked like a PS2 or PS3 game, so hopefully they take all the time they need there to polish that one up. And last but not least, Subaru teased their new electric SUV. This one's going to be coming to North America next year, in 2022, and we'll be using their parent company Toyota's electric platform. So it's going to be called the Subaru Solterra, and that word was created from the Latin words for sun and earth, according to them. They teased what the top half of the car looks like, and it definitely looks like an SUV, so it's something like a Crosstrek and a RAV4 from the teaser photo. So I'm sure you'll be seeing that car pop up at hiking trails near you sometime next year. Topic 1. Should you stop eating at night? This is entirely going to depend on the type of person asking me this question. Now, in terms of your weight, people will say that calories are all that matters, so it doesn't really matter what you eat, just how much you eat. And while that's mostly true, there are some problems that happen when it comes to eating during the nighttime. If you're someone who likes to snack late at night while you're working or relaxing, watching Netflix, and if your snack during those times uh, at night are highly processed foods, then it would probably be a good idea to lay off the late night snacks or eating food at night. If it's like uh, at the end of the day from 8pm to midnight or something along those lines, you're probably not going to be uh, moving a lot to burn off any calories. So in this case, it might not be a good idea for you to eat at night if you choose highly processed foods. 
it's better to eat those kind of snacks during the day. Obviously don't abuse them because at least during the day you'll be moving and you'll be active throughout the day. At least you should be. For most of my clients, I do suggest to stop eating late at night because of those reasons where those late night snacks do usually consist of high sugar, high salt, high sodium, and they're not really great for you. But I also do have some clients who are similar to me, where they're in a good place when it comes to eating and choosing proper snacks, and they haven't had unex uh, any unexpected weight gain. So it entirely depends on the person when it comes to this question. But like I said, it would be smarter for the majority of people to stop eating at night because of these bad habits that we've picked up over the years. Now, yeah, when it comes to weight loss, there's always the calories in versus calories out camp, which is just going to say that it doesn't matter when you eat, it's how much you're consuming, like I said earlier. And I said that's mostly true, but you need to think about it in a different way, a little bit. If you were to eat 2,000 calories throughout the day evenly, compared to only 2,000 calories after 6 p.m. or something, then I think it only makes sense that eating 2,000 calories spread out throughout the day would be better for you. If you're eating during the day, you still have to function and work and still do chores or whatever throughout the day. At least during the day, you're going to be moving and living life and doing your activities, so it gives you a chance to burn off some of those calories you ate throughout the day. As opposed to if you're eating at night, that's usually a time where your life is winding down. You typically don't do or move much in the nighttime because you know it's nearing bedtime, so that's the time where you're relaxing. Now, if you eat the majority of your meals during that time, your digestion process will be slower since you're pretty inactive, and that leaves a higher chance that some of that late night food could become unwanted body fat. Of course, eating proper meals and snacks throughout the day would be better, but let's just say theoretically you have to eat the snack, then having it during the day may be a better idea because your life probably consists of you moving a lot more during that time during the day, where you're working or picking up kids from school, or doing whatever labor is needed at your job. You don't want to make the late night snacking a habit if you have a problem choosing your foods, because that could get dangerous in terms of storing unwanted body fat. At the same time, you still need to enjoy your life and enjoy those moments every once in a while, but if it starts to become a regular routine of you grabbing highly processed foods at night, then it might be time to cut back on that slowly or just make better choices. The problem isn't so much eating at night, it has more to do with the choices of food you eat at night. Of course, when you're eating at night, it's usually going to be a snack loaded with sugars. It's probably not going to be fruits or vegetables. It's usually those highly processed foods, and that's when it can be a problem if you're doing something like this on most nights while watching TV, since you're going to go to bed and won't be able to burn off those extra 200 to 500 calories or however many it turns out to be. And even if we're just talking about dinner, it also wouldn't be a good idea to have your dinner too late at night because that'll probably mess up your sleep cycle a little bit since your body will want to be digesting that food and that could also throw off your circadian rhythm which is there to regulate your sleep cycle. And I've already talked about how important getting a good night of sleep is. 
it's generally a good idea to stop eating at least two or three hours before bed so that your sleep cycle doesn't get affected by the late night eating. But if you're like me, dinner usually isn't my last meal of the day. I do usually eat after that, maybe an hour or so before bed. The thing is, eating at night isn't as bad as it sounds as long as you make good choices. For me, I haven't noticed any weight gain or whatever from eating at night, but my night snacks are usually some kind of fruit and for the past two weeks or so that's been clementines and some kind of berries. I've been having blueberries lately. So if you do want to eat at night and you're watching your weight, then it would be pretty smart to eat fruits as snacks instead of those highly processed foods. When it comes to processed foods, I know it would be pretty hard for me to just take some chips, put it in a bowl, and just eat that. Growing up, I would just take the whole bag with me and stop until I got full, which probably wouldn't be until at least half the bag is done. It took me years to break that habit, so it could take some time uh, with you as well. Nowadays, since I'm having fruits, I'll just grab my two clementines and some blueberries from the fridge, put them in a bowl, and I'll only go and get more if I feel like, but usually that's good enough for my nighttime snacks. Alright, so I didn't really give a real answer on if you should stop eating at night. Now, I did say that I do think most people need to lay off eating at night because of the snacking that regularly happens. If you're someone who snacks on sugary and or salty foods at night, then it might be time to just keep that in mind and try to lower the amount of times per week or how much you're having per session. It took me years to break that habit and I slowly transitioned to eating fruits at night because they're lower calorie help me maintain my body weight at a level that I want it to be at. If you eat too close to bedtime, that could also add unwanted body fat and could also mess up your sleep cycle a little bit. But again, if you're choosing fruits or something typically healthy, then it shouldn't affect you in a negative way. In this situation, tracking your food and being aware of the foods you eat and your habits at different times during the day could help you improve your health in all kinds of ways. Topic 2. How you can stay fit during the pandemic. Alright, so if you're still stuck in isolation or lockdown, then I have some possible solutions for you because I'm right there with you. Ontario is still on lockdown until at least sometime in June, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes on even deeper into the summertime. So, similar to the same time last year, a bunch of Canadians and I'm sure around the world are still going through some sort of period of being at home for the majority of the time. So, that means there's very little or no access to the gym. So, how exactly can you stay fit or not gain body, uh, body fat during this time? Well, it comes down to a few simple solutions that you could do throughout the day. And since uh, we're talking about spending the majority of the time indoors. The first thing that you should work on is getting that step count up a little bit. And you can do that pretty easily by just walking. Now, I say that's easy, but for most, it's not going to be as easy as it sounds. Even for me, I have those days where the weather isn't nice outside or it's raining, and then I'm stuck inside all day in front of the computer or TV because I don't feel like doing anything at all. 
So when it comes to trying to increase your step count every day, a good idea is to just get into a good habit of just trying to walk a little bit more each day. That might mean going outside and walking for just 5 or 10 minutes at a time. If I'm really pressed for time, I'll even take less than 5 minutes and go in my backyard and just skip rope for a few minutes or jog on the spot. I mean, even if you don't have a skipping rope, you can easily just mimic the movement and just jump on the spot. And that's kind of what I've been doing with my shoulder, that kind of twisting the rope action is kind of irritating it. So yeah, just mimic the movement and jump on the spot. Now, I don't advise you to just do uh, or skip rope if you're a heavier individual, since jumping could be a lot of impact on your knees, but that's just an example of what you could do. You do have to get a little bit creative during this time. Any kind of movement will be beneficial to counteract all of the time we spend throughout the day in one position, whether that be sitting or lying down. For me, setting timers have been a huge help lately. I'll set a timer every half hour or every hour, then I get up, walk around for two to five minutes just to get some steps in. Now, five minutes isn't a lot of time, but you can actually take about 500 to 600 steps within that small amount of time. And if you repeat those five minutes multiple times a day, then that could be the difference between a few thousand steps, which will not only help burn calories, but will benefit your overall uh, overall health, especially when it comes to your cardiovascular and mental health. And it could even help battle any postural issues from sitting all day. Those timers help me out so much throughout the day. It helps me actually be a lot more productive throughout the day. Now that I'm stuck at home, I'm not out all day training clients in person, driving to their houses or driving to the gym, or even just walking around Walmart or whatever picking my groceries. Nowadays, it's just me at home, getting on a few calls daily, checking in on clients, and there's been a lot of leisure time. That means during the day, I have a lot of time for Netflix and playing video games. Now, without the timers, I could just get locked into one position and do either one of those things for hours, no problem, but the timers help me because that signals the time where I need to go and do something else. That means getting up going outside, getting some snacks, going for a walk, doing some mobility drills, getting a quick workout in, whatever that may be. If you're like me, I've mentioned so many times already that we're in lockdown still, and since I've been rehabbing my shoulder, it brought up another thing that you can do during the pandemic. Work on what you're lacking. Now me, I've been forced to work on smaller muscles that maybe I haven't been doing so much, so that means my core, which is a weak point, along with the mobility work that I just started doing uh, consistently again. You definitely can and should be doing things at home, even if the gyms aren't open, because it's just so great for you. It's not just about going to the gym, lifting as much weight as possible. It's about getting some kind of physical activity that's a little bit, of, uh, a little bit strenuous because it's good for your heart and even your sanity, believe it or not. If you're just cooped up in your house or uh, in your room, who knows, uh, lying or sitting down all day, then that's going to take years off of your life. And you might not find it to be a big deal right now because it's good to relax, but if you're spending the majority of your time in these sort of positions, 
then it's only a matter of time before that catches up to you. Even without weight, you can do push-ups suitable for your own fitness level. If you can't do normal push-ups, or even push-ups from your knees like a lot of my older female clients still struggle with, you can do them off the wall, and over time, as you get stronger, you can slowly decrease that angle you have with the wall to constantly challenge yourself. It's about just doing the little things, and you'll be benefiting yourself in so many ways. I already said walking is an easy one you can do, and with just a little bit of effort, you can start to invest in yourself. But when it comes to diet, again, you can't let that laziness sit in. If you're at the point where you're eating takeout more than making your own food at home, then that could be a problem. So try your best to change that habit slowly. If you regularly eat out three times a week, then try cutting it to two times a week and keep that up for a few weeks consistently. Then cut it down to one whenever you feel more comfortable making your own dinners more often during the week. Food is a huge part when it comes to staying in shape while you're at home. It might be more important than ever to watch what you're eating uh, since we're not moving these days. I've given this advice before, but slowly increase the amount of vegetables in your meals and that'll give you vitamins and nutrients that you're probably going to be lacking when you get fast food, or even if you're just used to eating solely carbs and protein as your meals throughout the day. At first, it is going to be difficult, but if you get over the hump, then you should be able to get to a point where you're just working out and just living life comfortably at a weight that you're happy with. It'll be difficult at first, but as you build that consistency with training, you should be able to build up your metabolism to the point where not every meal just makes you gain two pounds or whatever. So to recap, if you're trying to stay in shape at home during a stay-at-home order, or if you're working from home a lot more these days, things that could help you are using timers, split up your day into half-hour or hour intervals, and you'll be surprised how much more you can accomplish throughout the day. Timers and a schedule could give you some sort of structure, and that should also lead to using your time more wisely and productively. Working out, however you can, is going to be great, of course. Any kind of exercise will be beneficial for everyone. Walking is going to be great to increase your step count during these times, even in five-minute intervals. Doing that multiple times a day will add up to thousands of steps. Watching what you eat will help you maintain a healthy body weight as well. And when it comes to both exercise and diet, work those into your schedule slowly so that you're able to do it consistently throughout the week. And of course, sleep is going to be a huge one. Turn off those electronics at least a half hour before bed so that the light doesn't interfere with your sleep cycle and you'll be able to recover and feel more energized throughout the day. So, I hope that helped everyone out there who's still listening. And if you want even more help with staying in shape throughout the pandemic or just in general, then slide into my DMs on Instagram if you feel like. And that concludes episode 35 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. 
Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about what exactly a highly processed food is, since I talk about it all the time, and the benefits of doing HIT workouts.